Hey guys. I don't know why I did that. I was going for a Wayne's World. Wayne's World, about a time. I don't know if you guys remember Wayne's World, I do. Hey everyone, welcome to the Copscast. It's me, Bish. And as promised in a previous episode, I'm going to discuss St. Stephen and what being a deacon means to me. As you may or may not know, I'm a deacon within the Coptic Orthodox Church. Currently, at the time of producing this episode, I'm at the second rank in the order of the deacons. Each rank in this order of the deacons in the Coptic Orthodox Church has various responsibilities. And so to reach these ranks, there is certain requirements to hit. So I was ordained a deacon a very, very, very long time ago in the church of St. Mary and Archangel Michael at the age of three. I know, very young, by the late Metropolitan Bishop Daniel, the Metropolitan Bishop of Sudan. And oddly enough, I was ordained the second rank in the order of the deacons. So there's kind of five ranks of being a deacon, uh, if you include the archdeacon, each with their own responsibilities. And I'm going to put links in the description that will explain the ranks better than what I would ever explain them as. So I'm not even going to do that. But let's talk about my experience as a deacon and what it means to me. So as I mentioned, I was ordained at a young age and I remember as if it was yesterday. And honestly, I didn't understand what was going on. But dad was there and I got to be with dad. And I got to be with Sayedna. It was a win-win. So Sayedna cut my hair five times in the shape of a cross. And if any people that were ordained by Amber Daniel would remember, he goes in deep with the scissors. He will make sure that everyone can see the cross in your hair. And I thought that was so cool. I like that. So I got to enter the sanctuary for the first time as a deacon. And it was magical. I was a center of attention. It was a joyous occasion. It was very hard to describe that. There are a few things in which I remember in detail. I was very fascinated by the shuria or the sensor where the incense is. It was very shiny. It was polished gold and it had these white and red enamel or maybe mother of pearl crosses around it and the incense itself reminded me of you know those chinese dragons that you see on tv kind of like shenron from dragon ball you know what i'm talking about the ones that uh, goku when he collects the dragon balls and he asks for a wish from this dragon the incense kind of reminded me of that i was kind of amazed at how elegant and beautiful something as simple as burning incense was and i remember my father told me the first time in the altar sure make sure you concentrate and you might see angels and dad used to say that to me a lot at home as well you know when we were making noise during meals dad would tell us to be respectful because there were angels underneath the table and you know what was the first thing that we did we looked under the table because you know what we wanted to see those angels right so in the same fashion when dad told me to concentrate i did because i wanted to see those angels why did i want to see the angels honestly i liked looking at the swords and weaponry especially in museums my dad used to take me to like the british museum and like the science museum and stuff and there's a lot of swords and weapons in in the british museum and i used to see icons of archangel michael with his sword and i thought it was so cool an angel with a sword slaying demons that's kind of awesome so when dad said oh if you concentrate you might see angels i wanted to see angels and i wanted to see archangel michael with his cool sword that's why i listened to dad and bear in mind as a three-year-old it's pretty cool man it's pretty cool after my father departed i dedicated most of my free time to god learning coptic and improving myself as a deacon i was learning incredibly quickly but i wasn't doing much else i wasn't visiting the sick with abuna neither was i helping others in the church with their problems and i wasn't teaching anyone about christ i was quite young at the time so i wasn't really expected to do any of this but over time i started to realize oh okay that i actually have have responsibilities as a deacon it's not just learning hymns i mean at the beginning yes it's about learning the hymns and it's about respecting the church and the liturgy and the hymnology and all of that and that they're good things to have but i was like okay what are we going to do now and then it came to the point in which i was really upset because the work that i was working in before was a retail job 
And so I didn't get time off on Sundays and I was really upset and I was like, Abuna, I am upset that I can't go to church on Sundays. Please pray for me that I get a better job so I, at least I can go to church on Sunday. And Abuna said, okay, but until then, you're going to come to me to church on Wednesday. He's like, okay, Abuna, let's do that. So Abuna would take me to church on Wednesday and we would go to this church and it was a church outside of London, another church outside of London, about maybe an hour away. And we would go to the church and nine times out of 10, there was no one at church. It was just me and Abuna and we would still have the liturgy and then afterwards we would go and visit the sick people or just visit people in general um but the beautiful thing about being in liturgy with just you and abuna is that you can really take the time to learn there was a lot of opportunity to learn when i was with abuna i'm very actually happy about that i learned to really chant the gospel properly i learned more confidence in myself because there was no one there you're chanting the gospel there's no one there and you're not doing it you're actually doing it proper because there's no one to to question you there's no one to be like hey you said the wrong word or whatever but abuna would encourage that and I, I appreciated that but i also learned all of these little bits as well like all of the deacon responses because if it's just you and abuna you have to do all of the deacon responses and you're gonna have to do it quite quickly you just have to catch on and so that's what we did we did all the hymns all the deacon responses everything or just one man band one man army but afterwards like i said me and abuna we would go and give communion to the sick people and i saw quite a lot abuna gave me a warning at, at the beginning he said are you sure you want to do this we will be visiting people that are close to dying people that have like really heavy illnesses and stuff are you okay with that are you mentally prepared i said don't worry Abuna. i'm gonna go and we did and you know it was upsetting to say the least it was upsetting but you know i felt as if i was not necessarily taking part but i felt as if if i wasn't there abuna couldn't do what he needed to do because you need someone there that is fasting so obviously the deacon would be fasting i wouldn't have finished the communion basically until the communion ends anyway so i would obviously i would have the body and the blood but i wouldn't have the water or i wouldn't break my fast until the communion ends so it was it was quite interesting there so i learned a lot from abuna but i also saw a lot of people and you see how happy they are that abuna comes to visit them and to give them communion and they are happy not because of abuna coming to see them but because that that communion is christ himself right so it's christ coming to see them i would see that in a lot of these people's eyes most part and it it changed me a little bit i was like wow what I'm doing is above, you know, what I thought I would be doing. It is for a greater good. I'm not doing this for myself or anything. Because it, in a way, it's a difficult thing. It's a humiliating thing. And I didn't necessarily understand that until even later on, where I saw a lot of people in, in my own church community in which, you know, they were being recognized for their achievements and all the different stuff that they're doing. And I was, like, I was upset. I was like, hey, I'm doing all of this and I'm not getting recognized. No one's saying thank you, Bishori. No one's doing this. No one's doing that. And it upset me. Then I was reading the Bible one day and I came across the story within the Acts of the Apostles, the story of St. Stephen. And what was his story? Everyone knows St. Stephen that he was a deacon. Okay, cool. He was a deacon. But what does that mean for him? What did a deacon mean? Deacon means servant. I didn't know that, but deacon is the Greek word for servant. Now, what was his job? Yeah, okay, we remember that he was martyred. They call him the proto-martyr, right? He was the first one to die for Christ. He was stoned and it was famous because he said, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. He asked for forgiveness of the people that were stoning him. So everyone remembers that, but not everyone necessarily remembers what he did as a deacon. What was his job? He was cooking and cleaning. He cleaned the tables, make sure people were fed. That was his job. It was humiliating, if you think about it like that. And I was looking at it in my own life and I was like, okay, so yeah, at the time I was working a really humiliating job. I felt as if I was a servant and I wasn't getting recognized for what I was doing as a deacon. And reading his story in the Bible, I felt upset because it made me think about my life as a deacon. 
second. It made me think, well, look at St. Stephen. He ended up dying for Christ and he was humiliated both at the time of his stoning and also in the work that he was doing it wasn't like the best work but once again he was rewarded God rewarded him as a martyr God recognized that the people didn't necessarily recognize it but God recognized his achievements and he said you know what Stephen you're gonna get a crown of martyrdom that's beautiful to me now I'm not a martyr I'm not a saint or anything but I am a deacon and I do take this seriously and I see a lot of people for example within the community that don't necessarily understand this great honor of being a deacon and being ordained as a deacon they don't understand and that upsets me when i go into a church and i see the deacons within the sanctuary talking to each other or i see them texting one time i saw a deacon playing angry birds during a funeral and that annoyed me and i can't say anything that's not my place but i do want to teach you guys especially those who are ordained as deacons not to take it for granted because at the end of the day your role is to serve and you might be thinking well bish what, what am i gonna do serving it's it's boring at times yeah i get it but you can use that time wisely and by serving, I don't necessarily mean going out like me with Abuna or preaching or anything like that. You can take it step by step. Because when I was three, yeah, I was at the rank in which I could technically read the gospel to the people. But I was a three-year-old, like I could barely read. So I wasn't expected to do that. And I think everyone isn't expected to go out there and preach or go out there and be with Abuna and visit the sick people and, and visit the people in general. But you can take an effort asking your friends, if you haven't seen a fellow deacon at church, for a couple of weeks give him a ring be like hey mina i haven't seen you at church for a while what's up man what's up bro let's talk about it are you okay that in itself is service praying for other people is service and that's something that we forget about as deacons and as christians in general praying for people is considered service so even if you don't necessarily reach out to them you can pray for them you can talk to them you can do whatever you need to do that's all i have to say about being a deacon i hope the deacons that are listening especially those who feel as if oh what's the point of me doing this think about it as you contributing to your community because that's how I saw it and it helps you a little bit when you think about it like that and you'll slowly grow into it it's not for everyone that was my experience of really being a deacon I didn't really go much into it but if you want me to I can this wasn't a scripted episode unfortunately that's why it was very whimsical towards the end but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Copcast guess what love you bye <laughs>